Hello and welcome to, we're not calling it episode 21 of the Wicked Awesome cast, but numerically it probably technically is. Technically it's 22, but 23 if you really think about it, but not, this is not a normal podcast for us. As mentioned last week, Jeff's out of town, so we're doing something a little different. For those familiar with our format, every week we have a random, I wouldn't call it topic, but blurb of something before the podcast actually starts. And me and him call that the preamble. Now, the preamble is just a pull from me and Jeff generally talk for about an hour, half hour, before the podcast generally starts. It's just about weird stuff. And as a result, we have these, we have this collection of completely esoteric, random topics that we think are funny, but for one reason or another, maybe don't necessarily make the cut for that week's preamble. But we collect them, and well, we're putting them all together in a podcast. This is from episodes 1 through 20. We might do this again in the future, and we have a nice big stack of them. This was always the goal of this was, if one of us can't be there for some reason to do the actual recording, we can fill it with this so there's no gap in time between our recordings. But yeah, um, if you enjoy this, let us know. If you don't enjoy this, also let us know. You can contact us via... At, um, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com or in the comments below this podcast if you're on the website. We'd love to know what you think. Uh, fair warning, these are weirder topics than we normally do. Uh, me and Jeff try and rein it in a little bit with a normal podcast, and which we wind up picking. Some of these ones are weird. Uh, we're hoping that we're, we're at episode 20 after all at this point. We're hoping you guys are kind of on some of our weird jokes and our love of talking about shitty food and stuff like that. So, yeah, it should be more of what you like if you enjoy our esoteric humor. If not, normal podcast will be back next week. Jeff's is still out, but Alex will be in to talk about... Then we're going to talk in depth about the whole CSGO gambling thing, so that'll definitely be more of our heavier journalistic entries in the Wicked Awesome cast. Following that, Jeff will be back the following week, so things will be back to normal. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy, and yeah, let us know what you think, and let us know in general what you think of us. As always, we're Something Wicked Studios. This is the Wicked Awesome Cast. Hope you enjoy. Well, I can't wait to make these shit we talked about before the podcast podcast. We're gonna have to like break this one up because we've had like three distinct oh, no, huge so derails. I pull the best one of each of the pre things, and then I save them all for. There's gonna be some week where we can't do a normal podcast, and there's gonna make a podcast out of all of those just strung together. Nice. Then we could do like a season dump at the end of like every year or something. Yeah. Here's all the shit me and Jeff talked about prior to podcasts. Here's how you know we're crazier than we let on. Beware! <laughs> this is all the stuff Troy didn't feel comfortable putting in the first couple podcasts. <laughs> I'm torn between crazies, because I have a good one that kind of involves what I do for a living. That's not a bet that we could actually go with. What do you mean? Well, so we're sending a bunch of my coworkers to China to do install on a, um, on a project, and... One of the guys is a pretty heavy smoker who swapped over to vaping recently, and mm -hmm. he's not totally sure if vape juice is legal in China, so he's smuggling like a half-gallon container of it disguised as shampoo. Like, he emptied out a shampoo container <laughs> and just fucking filled that fucker with vape juice. I've always wanted to go around, like, Lowell drinking UV blue out of a Listerine bottle. Yeah, that's... For that Lowell homeless alcoholic effect. <laughs> well, so, and I... As part of this, we're talking about how, and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they'd be okay with vape juice. Why? He was like, why? I'm like, well, I once brought like three or five hundred dollars worth of steaks into India. 
Something about holy stakes is coming to mind. Yeah, that, in my that, ignorant, not knowledgeable way. So this was I was visiting a friend in India, and he says like, "Hey, can you bring me a shit ton of steak? I'll pay you back for it." And it was, I think that's like super illegal. And he goes, "No, no, it's um, if you're white, it's okay." <laughs> and I go, "Let's see how this works." So I am like going through customs and. The Indian International Airport I flew into in um, Mumbai was nuts. Like, it was half exactly what you expect for an international airport, really classy and nice and stuff like that. And then, like, yep. half of exactly what you expect from an Indian airport. Like, there was a tent in the middle of one of the rooms because reasons? Like, the security check was outside, and it was just, like, a um, lobby with five x-ray machines at the other end of it. And I am standing mm -hmm. there with this, like, six-by-six-by-six six six styrofoam container that is full of dry ice and prime steak. <laughs> and it is leaking just a little bit of blood slowly, like, as it like as the steak starts to thaw a little bit. Like, they've been on a plane for 30 hours, so they're still mostly frozen. And mm -hmm. I get up to the thing. Guy looks at me. Looks at the steak. Look at, looks at the steak box. Looks at me. Eh. Puts the thing on the <laughs> conveyor belt. Is it a person? No. Yeah, you, go ahead. The <laughs> it goes into the x-ray machine. I can see on his screen these are obviously stakes. Like, I think one even has, like, the word stake written across and it's showing up in the x-ray bullshit and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. he like, looks at that, looks at me again, looks back at it, looks at me. Eh. Thing comes <laughs> out. Like, gestures to pick it up. I pick it up. Like, just drops of the blood stuff start raining out of the box a little bit because it got torn in the machine, I guess, a little bit. Hit the table. He looks at it, looks up at me again, looks at it again, takes a bloody cloth out of his back pocket that's obviously covered in other types of blood, just kind of wipes it off quickly. Eh. <laughs> gestures for me to go by, and I'm like... <laughs> Did anyone help you pack your bag, sir? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was the way. Uh, leaving India was a separate topic. They were super adamant I wasn't bringing anything illegal out of the country, but into it, it was like, sir, what's in this box? If I told you prime steak, Gatorade, and Lay's potato chips, would you believe me? <laughs> yes, because that's what's in that box. How much prime steak? A lot. How many cows worth? I don't feel comfortable answering that question in this country. <laughs> I'm not knowledgeable enough to answer that. Also, how many ribs in a cow's sternum? <laughs> how, how uncomfortable should I be with this? Well, sir, the steak is fine. You're bringing it from outside the country. Those aren't holy cows. But the powdered Gatorade, that we have some questions about. Oh, grape <laughs> or Arctic blue? Fruit punch, be on your way, sir. We do not allow grape Gatorade <laughs> in this country. <laughs> Like, that's what it felt like. I'm like, oh, so the steak is fine. They they literally cared more about the Gatorade that was in, like, a duffel bag I was carrying. Because he also mm -hmm. wanted, like, I, I literally took over, like, 15 pounds of powdered Gatorade, all fruit punch, because that's what the only flavor of powdered Gatorade I could find was, or grape. And mm -hmm. he was adamantly anti-grape, steak, yep. and laced potato chips. Mm -hmm. And it was me, like, with my backpack and a small suitcase... And then my contraband. <laughs> living, walking, breathing contraband. Minus the living, walking, and the breathing part. Yeah. Uh, it was... I, 
I've never been like so afraid and then so confused by a situation in my life where it's like this is like all types of religious violation and all that shit they should be super pissed off eh. <laughs> yeah I don't know that much about Hinduism or how they react to the outsiders or people like that I or to steak well now steak, I know a little more about the steak steak answer. they're super anti-steak I I think it literally comes down to if I was to get the steak inside, if I opened a butcher shop in the country and was selling steak, it would constantly be on fire. But because mm-hmm. I was bringing it from America where we eat steak and I am white, I am, I am really white, mm-hmm. it was like a, eh. You probably weren't the first person to do that that day, I too. highly doubt that. Like I, it was weird enough where I got to my friend's apartment and... He's an Indian guy. He moved back there because his family needed some help with some things. He used to live in the U.S. Like, and in his defense, the, like twenty six of his thirty years of life, he spent in the U.S. Kind of thing. Like he's he's more yep. American than I am in many ways. Yep, he's got used used to his very specific name brand, favorite brand of potato chips and stuff. Like that's such a crazy concept to like when you just think about like okay, as of tomorrow, no more Cool Ranch Doritos ever. Yeah, no, but so I'm um, like. The weirder one he explained was the richer you get in India, like, the less you give a fuck about the rules. Because his parents were like, oh, here's the money for the steak. And I'm like, okay. But they paid me Mm -hmm. in Indian rupees, so they handed me, like, a Russian mafia suitcase of the the money. (laughs) And I'm like, what do I do with this? Don't get robbed and exchanged at the airport. Okay. We throw (laughs) some extra for you. How much extra? Oh, like 4,000 rupees. My friend leans over. That's like nine dollars. <laughs> like, I, I have been paid in drug dealer ways for steak, Gatorade, and Lay's potato chips. W- what can <laughs> I bring you next time I come to visit your foreign exotic land? Milk. I installed my super crazy Wi-Fi and it's awesome. It's 5G, but my old like time capsule device is still plugged into a network because I want access to the files on it. But it's also putting mm-hmm. off a Wi-Fi, so some of my devices are like, "We remember not your Wi-Fi. We'll default to that." <laughs> no, default to still not your Wi-Fi 5G. It's so much better, phone and laptop. But but memories. Yeah, literally, my Wi-Fi's are called not your Wi-Fi and still not your Wi-Fi. My favorite one was uh, in college. My Wi-Fi that uh, my roommate set up was virus.exe. Because who the hell would ever connect to that one? I would. Um, there was also get off my LAN. And I remember being at a uh, a local pizza shop. And one of the Wi-Fi's that you could reach from it was... Uh, Two in the pleasure, one in the treasure. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but which Maturity ones? at its highest. Yeah. Thanks, Lowell. Well, so I got in a war with one of my neighbors about, like, uh, in college I had a weird apartment building where it was me and one other white dude in my entire building, and the rest of it was tiny Asian people uh-huh. that spoke no English and thought me and him were terrifying, which we mm-hmm. were because we came home each night at, like, 1.30 in the morning without fail. Like, always yep. looking like we'd just been mugged or something. Because in his case, he had mm-hmm. been. And in my case, I just high-fived the neighborhood mugger on the way home. Because I was taller <laughs> than him, and that made me unmuggable. <laughs> Literally, I'm co- I, 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 I went to school in Pittsburgh, as I mentioned. I'm coming home one night, and this guy comes up to me like, 
I'm like, oh crap, I'm about to get mugged. Looks at me and goes, hey man, um, this this is my turf. And I go, turf? Yeah, I, 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 I'm your neighborhood mugger. Okay. Wait, do you live around here? Yeah. Well, you're too big for me to mug, so um, we cool, right? Sure. <laughs> and then, like, the rest of the year I lived in that apartment building, I'd be coming home at, like, 1.30 or something, and he'd be like, Sup, Charlie? I'd be like, Sup, guy? I'm uncomfortable knowing my name. <laughs> How do you know my name again? You said it one time. You are oddly perceptive for a criminal. <laughs> How's it going, man? Maybe that odd perception is the only reason he was still able to be an active body as a criminal. Oh, it... it I loved the neighborhood I was in because I felt completely safe because I was, like, almost a foot taller than the other average person that lived there. So it was mm-hmm. like, no, we're not going after the giant person. That'd be that'd be suicide. I want to live to spend this money. A gaggle of yep. Asian sticks for inch exchange students. That'll work. <laughs> that never fails. No, but yeah, so, the weaker prey syndrome. No, but so me and this one guy in my building started having a war where, like, I had not your Wi-Fi, and he changed his name of his Wi-Fi to I'm coming for your Wi-Fi, and then I changed my Wi-Fi to the fuck you're coming for my Wi-Fi. And he changed it to, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, yes, I am. And I said, I found it, which apartment you are, fucker. Like, just for the entire year, every month or so, we'd change up the Wi-Fis, and then mm-hmm. I'm moving out one day, and he, like, comes down, and the only time we ever met each other was I'm moving out, and he goes, were you the person I was engaged in a Wi-Fi fight with? I go, yeah. He goes, the curtain comes up. Exactly. He's like, cool, man. I'm like, definitely not cool, but yeah. The things you said about my mother and my future children weren't so cool, but uh, glad that we could solve this peacefully. Oh, it went places. It was amazing. Oh, God. Like, I think, like, the, the, the Wi-Fi I had when I ended was, I'm coming for you, and I'm taking your eyes, and his was, too late, already poked mine out. <laughs> it was like, joke's on you, kid. <laughs> you can't kill me if I'm already dead. Duh, my girlfriend overheard you talking about the horrible show you're watching for the channel, and... That led to a super weird conversation where I had to explain to her my love of the weird anime trope of, like, dad that's super anti the thing the kid does. Yeah. And, I'm, and, <laughs> I, um, and she's like, I, I, I heard you say something like, you want an episode of the show where the son comes home and the dad's, like, railing the kid's girlfriend and just, like, makes eye contact and yells, this is because <laughs> you like that thing I hate? And I'm like... Yeah, that, that that I probably said something along those lines. She goes, "Okay, yep. explain this trope." And I go, "Well, in anime, there's a bunch of times where it's like it's a giant mecha show, and one of the and like a kid's a part of mecha, and his dad is super anti mecha, and like the entire plot, like, a subplot of the show is the dad like beating the kid and starving the kid and like rejecting him emotionally and physically because he's mm-hmm. a mecha part, and the show like ends with them finally coming to terms." It's like, okay, that kind of, but, like, but I want the show where it's just the story of the dad being like, fuck my child for loving this thing. Yep. Because usually the, like, the father story is usually, that's the shoehorned one. Like, we live in a robot universe where robots help us in our everyday lives. I hate robots. Why? Well, why do you hate them, Grandpa? Because I'm old and jaded. That's not a very good explanation, Grandpa. I hate people and I hate you. 
But yeah, so I want the show where it's about the guy that hates things, where he's like a fisherman or a farmer, like an office lackey. It's just his day to day. Every half hour episode is boring as shit. Until he, like, gets home and the kid's, like, building a robot and he kicks the robot against the wall and whips off his belt, starts beating the kid for liking robots (laughs) or, like, makes dinner and then throws the kid's food against the wall. Like, every episode is a 20-minute setup to the horrible abuse moment. I think you just, like, added, like, so here's the storyline that you need to write. So there needs to be an anime about a kid who likes cooking. So every day his dad comes home and is like, you aren't into that thing you like anymore. And the kid's like, no, dad, I only made dinner. And then he goes in, this is minced. I told you not to mince things. And then he like slams everything around, beats the kid, then fucks his sister in front of him or something. That level, yeah, but I want like Punisher level (laughs) violence of like, if the kid, in the case of- Kneecaps him. (laughs) In the case of cooking, like if the kid's boiling water for pasta, the dad just grabs the back of the kid's head and slowly starts like, forcing it down into the boiling water, screaming, why do you make me do these things to you? What did I do to deserve such an insubordinate child? Yeah, exactly, and I want that super fucked up show to get made. Oh, God. Maybe we can get this piloted by the studio that made Gantz. <laughs> that sounds off the rally. But I want it for something like complete, like... They'd have the gore down. <laughs> they would have the gore down, yeah. I want, like, the cooking one's a good angle, the mecha one's kind of classic. Like, I want it to be, like, the kid's excelling at school and wants to, like, be a teacher or something. It's like, no son yeah, of mine will be a teacher! <laughs> they Like, the more noble their cause is. Like, Dad, I'm gonna grow up to be a philanthropist and, spend, and you know, help other people. How dare you! <laughs> yeah, like, the dad makes the guy kill... The, the dad makes the kid, like, kill a homeless person. It's like, you yep. wanna help the homeless? Fine, help the homeless into an early grave. <laughs> oh, man. We shouldn't be allowed to write things like this, like our Ubisoft rant. We shouldn't combine those things. What was <laughs> Assassin's our... Creed, Drunk Dad edition. <laughs> that would be the best, actually. It's like, Dad, I'm gonna be assassin. No son of mine will be an assassin fighting for the future of humanity. This is a household of Templars. No, no, he's not either. He's just like a hateful man who's like, you're gonna better the, you're gonna better mankind. Okay, my belt's now gonna better you into being a better son. <laughs> but I'm a trained assassin. Don't talk down to me, boy. <laughs> But to go back to my show, I never want the resolution to happen. Like, I want, like, the kid to, like, turn 18 and, like, go off to college. And the dad's like, I've done all I could. I didn't break him of this. It's it's up to him now if he becomes a, a worthwhile person or something. And then the, then the show ends with the son growing up and then the son has a kid. And the kid's like, Daddy, I'm into Mecca the fuck you are and then the cycle starts again <laughs> no i want it to be the, the opposite way the son has a kid and the kid's like the dad where he hates the thing that the the kid's kid hates the thing the kid was into and the dad and the kid team up to kill the kid finally <laughs> grandpa well, will you good. adopt me and kill that my dad this is some george r, r. martin shit <laughs> yes <laughs> the george r. r martin love story and then your grandchildren and your father killed you and then fucked your wife. <laughs> yes. Now it's a George R. R. Martin love story. Yes. I want this more than I want more Game of Thrones books. <laughs> Someone make this.
one of my friends used to ride uh, on the bus between, it was like New York and Washington, D.C. all the time. So he just had an Xbox controller and a laptop, and he would just do that the entire ride. Because I think Zap buses are like 30 bucks, and they have uh, electricity. I think the craziest thing along those lines I've heard was someone who got like an eight-hour power battery backup or something mm-hmm. and put it in a backpack with a Wii U. Because <laughs> the gamepad had a TV <laughs> built into it, and it's wireless, so he just played Bayonetta yeah. 2 on a cross-country flight. <laughs> nice. Like, why don't I do that? Oh, right, because battery backup. Yeah. Those, those fuckers are expensive. Yep, until you can fit, you know, that Honda backup generator into a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> have you been following Baby Metal recently? They have a new album coming out. They have a new album coming out, and they have a new music video for that came out. I saw, like, half of it, and then, I don't remember, something. I was doing something at the time. It is more legit than it should be, so I'm uncomfortable with the fact that I've crossed the threshold from ironically liking baby metal to, to actively. actually I'm like, yeah, new album. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> I, I, I understand those exact feelings completely. Because um, there's bands out there like Guar that it was like, you know, I, I really like what these guys are doing. But I mean, their music's only, oh, I mean, War Party's pretty, uh, uh, shit, I like it. Everyone like, has a bar song they like. Everyone has an album song they like, if they're in a metal, I mean. And, like, you're ashamed of it. It's like, yeah. Mm, I, like, <laughs> yeah I, I like a couple Guar songs. I can't believe I just said that. No one's ever actually a fan of Guar. <laughs> but, like, the Baby Metal one's bad for me because I'm now, like, seeking out the bands trying to capitalize on Baby Metal's success. Like, they've spawned a bunch of other bands now of adorable Asian women doing metal band stuff. It's like, what uh, is wrong with band this? Band made, and, um... There's another one out there that came out in, like, the exact same time as Baby Metal that was absolutely, like, you know, the parasitic suckerfish effect. Sure. And it was basically, did you think Baby Metal was good? Yes. Did you think that Baby Metal would be better if you replaced all the female lead singers with, like, 40-year-old men dressed like them? No. So it's Duran Gray 2? What? So it's Duran Gray 2? Duran Gray is not 40-year-old. If you, That's if you replaced right, with right. a whole it's bunch of men who look like Durin teenage Gray, girls. The knockoutest version of Duran Gray. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was listening to it on, like, local radio. They were talking about this atrocity that apparently is out there somewhere of the, like, middle-aged man version of uh I... of that yeah no, i guess you are somewhat right because now it is middle-aged dirt and gray now that they've gotten older but they stop they don't want lo- no longer sew fake boobs onto their outfits yeah they made the bass player wear that for a little while no i think my weird pivotal point with baby metal was i used to have a co-worker who big 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 fan of pop music and shit like that and mm-hmm. i used to K-pop occasion- or pop pop general okay. pop and I used to piss him off by just <clears throat> listing off metal band names. He's like, that's not a real band. Google it. How is this a real band? Like, what do you mean there's Carcass with a K and Carcass with a C? I don't make the rules, man. One's from Goat Sweden. Goat whore, gay witch abortion. Like, Skeleton witch. Yep. Uh, pig destroyer, pig fetus. Like, I think there was a day where I just named bands that had animal fetus in their name and mm-hmm. i got to like Dying 12 fetus yeah it's like animal or fetus in the name was part of the list it was just it was like yeah there's a lot of bands that either have the name fetus or an animal in their name like 
this is a little weird. And Chimera. I, that doesn't count. The Chimeras do not exist, as far as we know. They are multiple animals. They are multiple animals. Not one animal, multiple. But mm-hmm. yeah, so like the pinnacle moment, I think, for this was he comes into work one day and goes, Charlie, um, we, we gotta talk about something. What's that? You know how the Baby Mel's doing a weird kind of mini tour? Yeah. They're touring with Lady Gaga. I'm Correct. listening. They finally made a concert both of us will go see. And I'm like, yeah, you, you're right. They, they finally made a concert both of us would see. <laughs> yep, they did tour with Lady Gaga, which for me was I'm not going to put up with seeing Lady Gaga to I... see Baby Metal. That, and I'm a little terrified to see the what dynamic Baby Metal draws out. That's part of what I wanted to see. I really wanted to see the Baby Metal crowd because... The baby metal fans I know of are, like, frighteningly hardcore metalheads, and I would love to see that collide <laughs> with what I assume is the typical Lady Gaga crowd. Like, I like want Otep fans. <laughs> I want to see that mosh pit. That'd be cool. I want to fucking see that mosh pit. <laughs> like, people with scarves and then the weirdos into baby metal. One of my favorite things I ever saw, and it would be basically the same effect... Was um, I know, I'm pretty sure I've told this story before, but it's probably been a long time, and I don't know if I've told it on the channel, which is um, Slipknot, when they released the music video for their song, um, Psychosocial did it on, I think, VMA, or was it VH1 or whatever the old like music video premiere show on MTV was before MTV went further south than it already was. Uh, t- uh, request Live? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I know and less than you do on this one. Whoever did the uh, scheduling that day was not exceedingly bright, who managed to book the Jonas Brothers and Slipknot on the same day. And they pan out to the crowd, and there's just, like, they play this music video, and it's got all kinds of, like, you know, fire and masks and typical Slipknot, Iowa cornfield shit. And then they just pan out, it's just all these, like, 12-year-old girls, like, holding hands, like, shivering, like quaking in fear like what the hell did you just expose me to oh. <laughs> i was like this wasn't a good idea oh, at metal. all <laughs> i love you so much <laughs> oh god i love you so much <clears throat> if only there was someone doing post-production on the podcast who would dutifully go through and make sure the audio levels were usable <laughs> oh wait i'm that asshole yeah asshole's your word you're supposed to get, like, some kind of, like, super crazy, like, title, like, audio engineer, live sound recording, magical wizard. I'm sorry. Black arts cra- master. What is crazier than Grand Poobah of SWS? Hmm. Like, there's nothing above Grand Poobah. I know, but it's only, like, three words long. Like, you, the it needs to be super oh. hypergalactic sound test audio engineer Grand Poobah. Oh, I'm sorry. We weren't using my full title. I am Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, Lord of <laughs> Unholy Fury, Grand Poobah of Something Wicked Studios, bringer of most massive destruction, salter and burner of the land, son of the fire beast Armagoda, brother of the fire beast Armagoda. <laughs> Freezer of the sky, melter of the sea, demolisher of the land, and savior of the Irish. I don't know why I threw that last one in. (laughs) 
I don't know what my people have to do with our with you as our savior. I continue or to since St. Patrick drove the snakes out for us. I continue St. Patrick's work of keeping the snakes out of Ireland. Every oh, year so I send the Irish people a message saying, don't make me bring those snakes back. And they go, no, no, okay, fine. What do we give you in return? Beer. Beer? Oh, that's actually a very good trade. <laughs> you want those snakes back? No! Send Guinness! Barrels! And Jameson! Mostly Jameson. Mmm, Jameson. Oh, Don't God. Don't let me bring the snakes back. <laughs> also, think about how screwed up this snake situation must have been in Ireland that they needed someone to drive the snakes out of it. Like, I don't know about you, but Ireland's not known for many animals. <laughs> We're more famous for our vegetables. Yeah, or lack and of. And beer. Yeah, and our lack thereof. Yeah. Um, I mean, that said, like, I guess as far as, like, animals for Ireland go, we've personally seen, you know, being from Boston when... You know, St. Patrick's Day comes around, everyone celebrates that. When they start putting, you know, traditional rabbit stew on the menu, which I don't remember Ireland being that famous for its rabbits, but apparently that's what we eat on St. Patrick's Day. Well, yeah, so restaurants tell me. You drove the snakes out. There's no snakes to eat. I know. Oh, there's no snakes to I know. That's how we, we starve due to a lack of snake meat. Damn you, St. Patrick, driving the snakes out of Ireland. <laughs> We, we both know that my thought process is either a Mad Maxian anarchist society or a dictatorship with, like, some god king. Like, you will do what we demand! So there's one king cell at, like, the tippity-top of your brain just pissing on all the other ones? Basically, yeah. Sounds about right. It's, it's kind of like how eventually my left lung will kill my right lung. What do they have against each well, other? One's the German lung and one's the Jewish lung, and the Jewish lung is a vengeful motherfucker. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> you gotta get them blinders so they can't see each other. Yeah. Or else they start, you know, getting into fights. The fuck do you say, left lung? I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> We're trying to be a peaceful lung now. The fuck you mean peaceful? <laughs> you peacemongering people. Shut the fuck up, German Lung. I'm sorry. Fucking hippie. <laughs> we apologize. We're still an apologetic nation for that dark time period. It's not enough, Left Lung. It'll never be enough. Liver's on our side. Liver's on our side? Your liver's Jewish? <laughs> I think my liver's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Which one of you causes Charlie to drink more? Right Lung it is. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I think both have a pretty good uh, grasp on that one. <laughs> no, but one's like, one, one of you is happy drinking. The other one is drink because I'm mad at my family and need to kill part of myself. <laughs> How fast oh. can I get to black out? Let's find out. Kickstarter is very, very like, you're here. Why don't you just click on some things? You want to fund some shit? Yeah, no. you want to. You, you know hey you want to fund, fund some stuff. No, no, I just came here to click my words. You want to fund some shit, and you know it. No, no. Why did I fund this music festival? Yeah. So one of the things I saw that was at least entertaining for a brief period of seconds was um, two girls are trying to Kickstarter this book they wrote called Taylor Swift True De or Taylor Swift. Um, something detective it's like it's a nancy drew ripoff with taylor Ooh, swift boy. 
And it's the tale of the Starbucks lovers, and it's a, I guess it's about, like, her going to a Starbucks and kicking the shit out of some guy by writing a breakup song about him. And I'm like, this is so fucking horrible. This is where we've come. This, this We've arrived. This is how stardom and social media have come about and brought us this. Oh, I want to get the real name now so I can give it the credit it so Go for it. earns. Yeah, no, I, I used to get drunk and kickstart things on Kickstarter. <laughs> so things yeah. would show up. And be Don't like, drink and kickstart. Well, it was back when, like, um, I think it was in college where I came into a weird amount of money or I had, like, a surprising amount of money left over at the end of my senior year. So I would just get drunk and buy shit off Amazon and kickstart things on Kickstarter. And when they'd show up, I'd be like, why did drunk Charlie buy this? <laughs> I didn't Pretty need a third controller. <laughs> Now I didn't need a third controller. That's really one controller. Taylor open. Swift, Girl Detective. An exciting and illustrated Nancy Drew-esque mystery starring everyone's favorite pop star as a girl detective. You couldn't remember Girl Detective, really? Uh, yes. <laughs> girl Detective. The most I thought they would have written literally anything wittier than that. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're writing a murder mystery novel about the Starbucks lovers starring Taylor Swift. <laughs> These are obviously not intellectually deep people. <laughs> this is no Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. Oh, God. Abraham Lincoln's brief stint into acting. When Abraham, or was it, the movie Abe came out, which was actually about Abraham Lincoln and Gettysburg. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer came out, which is a steaming pile of shit. Oh, it's a fantastic that, movie. Oh, my God. That movie has to read, like has to shoehorn racism into the plot to remind you that the character's Abraham Lincoln, because up to that point you could have replaced him with literally any person throughout history or generic individual, and they're the same person until he has to, like, you know, stop slavery. So they shoehorn that into the pl to the movie, I'm, which is I'm, great. I'm sorry, the axe turns into a shotgun when he's running up that train. Like, that's oh all you had God. to have in that movie. The running on the train. Oh, that is not a good movie. And then, this third great acting moment with Abraham Lincoln versus the zombies. Which, I don't know if that was a Netflix original That's or just, just straight stupid. to video. Abraham Lincoln was a vampire hunter, not a zombie slayer. Oh, God. He had standards. One's a mindless eating machine. The other is a genuine threat to mankind. That Who did must fuck be all about the vampires and would have let them live in the South happily ever after, except they killed his son. I, if they had just stayed the fuck out of his house, that we'd still be being eaten by vampires revenge, to this day. No, we're both from the North, Jeff. We were safe. But I'm, yeah. I'm simply saying everything good in the world that was caused by one dude swearing revenge on another person. Wait, is this the, like, the history of the world as according to the Irish? What? <laughs> no, this is the history of the world according to my family. Only revenge brings about change. <laughs> and revenge can be an abstract concept. Like, if you don't have enough money, you get revenge on your poverty by getting a goddamn job. <laughs> Everything should be done for spite. Yes, spite and malice are what drive my clan. Oh, God. You sound like my mom's side of the family. <laughs> my dad's side's a whole bunch of fun-loving, happy individuals. My mom's side is a bunch of, like, 
pessimistic, life-hating individuals. I'm sorry, you think we stopped Hitler out of the goodness of our hearts? No, we stopped Hitler because a bunch of Jews showed up in America and we're like, go kill that fucker for us! <laughs> it's avenging like, time. It's avenging time. People were like, yeah, let's go kill Hitler, I guess. These Jews are furious. <laughs> oh, boy. Inglorious really Bastards. That doesn't wind up being our sound clip. <laughs> Inglorious Bastards is a historically accurate depiction of history. Oh, yes. That's, it is the most historically accurate there's ever been. It's not my fault Quentin Tarantino tells it as it actually happened and not as your PC Anglo-Saxon history books want to remember it. Uh, so my mom's birthday was on Monday, and I'm not sure how the joke came about, but it's not really a joke. My dad wants to buy a beehive. <laughs> and Okay. There's Kickstarters that can help him Oh, with I that. know. I know. I'm sure you've heard that, I, yeah. So I, so my, my mom is dead set against letting my dad get a beehive. So anytime... You can like, join the other great people in the world who own beehives, like Steve Vai and I, Steve Vai and Steve Vai. I, but so every <laughs> single time, like a holiday, like Christmas or Hanukkah or my dad's birthday or Father's Day comes around, I'll just send out a shotgun blast of like, buy your bees from here. How to build a beehive. <laughs> beehive for sale. Like, not <coughs> not ever going to go through with it, but just to see what my mom's reaction is. So mm-hmm. this year for her birthday, I got her a um, bee venom extraction and neutralization kit. <laughs> How'd that go over? She is not talking to me. Oh. So, so it's in normal. your mind, you win. Yes. <laughs> I, I, and the best part was my dad's like, you shouldn't have done that. Fantastic present. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Bad son. your dad in a nutshell right there. Yeah. <laughs> well Bad played. Progeny. I can't acknowledge or condone that you did it. Well played. <laughs> I can't tell you I'm proud of you, son, but we both know I am. <laughs> what you did was reprehensible and awesome. Mm-hmm. A good combination. Mm-hmm. Nah, but so my mom's mad at me for that, and she's all like, Why would you do this? We're not getting bees. I'm like, I didn't say we were getting bees. I just got you the med equipment for the inevitable purchase of bees. <laughs> what was that last part? Medical equipment. <laughs> you need to get, like, um, what's the game? Like, Bioshock, whatever the, uh, what are the elixirs called? Oh, the, uh, Plasmids? Yeah, the B one. Oh, you mean the best plasmid in that game? Yeah, you need to start like finding like person on internet theorizes Bioshock plasmid be feasible, and if you can't find it, just write it. So that's and the send issue. it to her. So many of the powers in that game, I'm like, if they ever figured out how to do that, I'd be like, is it mostly safe? Yeah, it's like seventy five percent safe. I would like B control powers in my arm. Mm. Not fire? No, I I, I want the bees. Why? It is far more useless than fire, and far worse than fire. (laughs) And I can scream Nicolas Cage quotes while using it. I wouldn't even use it for that, just like, I'm sorry, guy that shoots fire, guy that shoots a torrent of bees at you. Which are you genuinely more afraid of? I mean, the bee guy is clearly more tapped in the head. 
he's more tapped than he said, and he's had to put time into thinking, how do I utilize weaponized bees? Like, fire guy, it's fire, it's obvious. My arm shoots bees, though? Like, he sat there like, okay, how do I rob a bank with this? Okay, I go in and just spread bees over the entire fucking place. Then I, like, shoot them against the vault door. To no, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. Maybe the bees fetch me an oxyacillian torch. Yeah, that'd work. That'd work. <laughs> the bees crawl into the lock and pick it with their tails. You're just proving my point. Like, it's he's obviously <laughs> spent a lot of time thinking, how do I use this kind of useless power? Like, it's like, oh, you have the power of flight? That's nice. I have the power to run super fast backwards. I am more badass than you. Why? Because I had to figure this shit out. It's like, uh, I feel like there's a character like this in, um, One Punch Man. Uh, one of the earlier, like, some, like, Queen Bee chick. She kicks the shit out of the robot guy who becomes his apprentice. Yeah, that sounds like something from it. Well, it's like, it's like, um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure where they have, like, powers based around, like, monotonous things where it's like, what's your power? I can raise the heat of things. Okay, no, no, I can raise the heat of anything. It's like, it's so oddly specific, but it's like, no, no, in the grand context of things, imagine mm-hmm. what that implication is. It's like, what's your power? I can make things slippery. Like, like your bones out of your body slippery. What? <laughs> I mean, a lot of those things when you start thinking about, like, the entropy and the thermodynamics of the problem of, like, I can just make things warm. I mean, if you don't consider, if magic isn't your infinite source of off-screen power, the fact that you need to, like, okay, I need to generate enough energy into a system to make this happen, like, that's a lot of just raw energy of any form. Yep. But now you're getting the point of it. It's like, the more specific and niche your power is in that case, the more useful it is, because you know exactly what you can do with it. Like, it's like, I can turn things to water. You can shoot. No, no, I can touch things and they turn to water. Oh, so you like destabilize it on an atomic level? Yes. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, but yeah, no. BR. I feel like that's a show I need to put on my, uh, my list. It's really hard to get into. And really good once you do. Like, it's. It's a very flamboyant in the most awesomely anime action way possible. Like, it's. And. I love that franchise. The first season is full of awesome moments. Like, it was me all along, the bad guy. Like, that's verbatim a line said in the show at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's got some... It's it's everything fantastic about uh, Magnus, where it's like, I regret being evil because it got me killed, but with an amazing level of self-awareness, where it's like, of course I'm evil. My last name is Evil. But so it's like, mm-hmm. eh, I'll throw myself a depression party. I'll get myself some buffalo wings and some pizza. I could order from the only good pizza place I've found in L.A. so far, Pinball Pizza. But I'm like, nah, I'll try something new. I don't want to put pants back on. I want to come to my door, and Pinball Pizza is just slightly, I'm slightly out of their delivery radius. So I'll yeah. try something new. Mistakes were made. (laughs) What I was delivered was like the, um, was like the flaccid porn star penis 
of pizza, where it's like, the box is gigantic, holy crap, I got so much pizza for no money, and then you try using the pizza for its intended purpose, it's like, man, it's like, a, it's like someone put a paper towel down, and just ladled a little bit of sauce on top of that, Spring I got extra cheese, I don't want to know what normal cheese looks like from this place, like, the pizza oh, was so floppy, like, and that's the worst part, it was hard around the outside edge, so you couldn't even fold it to make the center, to make the rest of it, stays functional. It's like, no, no, I have to crack the back in half and still hold it underneath like I'm swaddling a goddamn baby to eat any of these slices. And like, I'm like, okay, fine, let it sit, let it cool down some, maybe it's just too hot. It got worse, like the grease got into it. Congealed. And made it, yeah, like it's making it more floppy. It's like, you're just one molecule destabilization away from becoming like ooze, aren't you, pizza? <laughs> You've received a plasma? I, like, <laughs> like, one molecular change from it. Like, it's like, it's like this weird, it's, a, it's the fifth state of matter, where it's not a solid anymore, and it's not a plasmid, and it's not a liquid, and it's not a gas. It's all of them simultaneously. <laughs> It's subliming somehow. Uh, exactly. Like it's like it's like molecularly it's still a solid, but the molecular energy, the atomic energy, is of a plasmid. But the space between those um, atoms is of a gas. How is it a liquid? Because you can put your fist through it. <laughs> and you well, technically feel all it. that's a plasma, but <laughs> and you can feel it though, and not, not, not die. Hmm. Most plasmas are hot. You are correct yes. about that. <laughs> so that was, like, that was like, okay, fine, whatever. They fucked up the pizza. I should know better. LA fucking sucks for pizza. How bad could these buffalo wings I got be? Oh, no. If I was to have driven my ass to Costco, gotten a bag of technically buffalo wings from mm -hmm. Costco, and, like, dumped them in my oven, not taking them out of the bag, they'd have been better than this bullshit. Oh, God. And like I feel lied to because like when ordering them, it's like, hey, you can get buffalo or ra you can get um, blue cheese or ranch. I'm like, oh, you understand that some people don't like ranch dressing with their buffalo wings. That puts you above 80% of the pizza places out here that sell wings. Good mm -hmm. for you. It was like the most not quite ranch buffalo blue cheese sauce ever. Like it's like, yeah, yeah generic brands, generic brand. No, like that, that's the thing. Like it's the it's the thing the guy that only eats generic brands gets when he has no money left like it is <laughs> food air quotations we oh, can't it's like, we can't legally call it buffalo chicken we can call it like buffalo chicken though but it's buffalo chicken no it is a, a buffalo it, chicken substitute <laughs> yes it is it is a buffalo chicken substitute it is in the same ballpark of buffalo chicken, but we cannot legally call it buffalo chicken. Kind of like how you can't call vegan chicken chicken tenders chicken nuggets. It may taste the same, it may have the same consistency, appearance, and flavor, miraculously, of a McDonald's chicken nugget, but there's some weird food alchemy going on that prevents you from legally calling it chicken. Food alchemy known as laws. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I'm so sorry for that. It sounds like Sal's Pizza out here, which is the place that, like, they flaunt... I mean, they're not the worst pizza on the planet, but, like, when your claim to fame is your three-pound cheese pizza... Yes, that's a very large cheese pizza, but when you're advertising quantity, 
I, I've, I've been given a heads up. The yeah. red flag has been sent. I'm okay with the quantity over anything resembling quality argument when it comes to pizza, but, like, I, I want that to be, like, four pizzas stacked on top of each other <laughs> and presented as a normal pizza where it's like, no, 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 you paid the same as a good pizza. It's just literally five pizzas that we kind of forced into each other with a hydraulic press, and now we're legally allowed to call it a super pizza. It no longer has the density of pizza. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like someone cut the top off a roll and then turned that into a pizza. You can, like, roll this thing up and, like, cut slices of it. Yeah. Like, no, ex not exactly. pizza slices, but, like, cylindrical cranberry sauce slices of pizza. Yeah, like, um, like, uh, cinnamon roll slices almost, where it's like, yeah. and then you take the roll and you put that in the oven and cook it further because no pizza oven on earth is capable of cooking this much dough all the way through. Also, watch out for the grease fire. Yes. <laughs> We recommend wringing it out before cooking it further. <laughs> also have, what is it, a Class D fire extinguisher on hand? Yeah, and alert the National Guard beforehand. Let's alert the National Guard. It is recommended you only consume it around a trained EMT because you will go into cardiac arrest from your brain attempting to kill your heart. So, and, like, I'm not, I don't mean to harp on the pizza topic too much, but, like, I went through a quest of finding not bullshit pizza in L.A., and, like, I'm not saying like, I tried, like, two or three pizza places. I tried, like, 30 pizza places, and Pizza Hut was the best of all of them. That Ooh. should tell you how bad pizza of L.A. is. And then I found Pinball Pizza, and Pinball Pizza is, like, undeniably fantastic pizza. Like, mm -hmm. And, like, I didn't realize how spoiled I was growing up on the East Coast, where it's like, yeah, there's some bad pizza here, but our base level of what is defined as pizza is better than 90% of what you can get on the West Coast. Papa Gino's is not a bad standard. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, but, like, imagine a place where, like, you have me sitting there going, Papa Gino's is somehow better than this gourmet-ass pizza I'm getting from this fancy-ass Italian place. It's like, how does this place... It's like, just don't serve it anymore. Just as a, as a state... You're like, I wish I was at the Olive Garden. I hope I never say these words again. <laughs> I, I have been to an Olive Garden here because I'm like, I want semi-authentic Italian food. <laughs> And you know, it's some of the better Italian food you can get here. But people say, oh, there's a giant Italian population of L.A. Do they not cook? <laughs> it's no North End. <laughs> oh, it's a, there are certain foods we do not have well on the East Coast. Sushi from a gas station. Mm -hmm. Mexican food. Thai. Basically, if it's Asian or Mexican, we have a worse version of it. And I will concede that point. Yes. When it comes to white people food, though, the East Coast is sitting there on its giant throne of lards going, that's cute, L.A., you think you have chicken fingers? Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure those are chicken fingers. Oh, you opened an Italian restaurant? What's it called? Famiglia or something? Even our worst Boston ripoffs that are run by Irish people <laughs> pretending to be Italians are better than the best Italian restaurant you got. <laughs> oh, my God. We have six college students fighting about how to properly pronounce the word penne that are better at Italian food than your entire fucking state, California. We have eight more college kids who can't tell the difference between spaghetti and angel hair. Yeah. Who are, who are still better. 
there's some guy trying to sound out the word Naki, and I'm mispronouncing that, I know, because I do that. Yeah. I was just hoping I got it right. Who the fuck knows? It's spelled G-N-O-C-H-I. How do you pronounce that word? It's pronounced potato thing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. The fact you can go into a restaurant and go, I want that good- Yeah, we know what you want, sir. No one can pronounce it. <laughs> You're not Italian, we understand. Oh. Okay, cool. So, I think I've told you this story, but if we have it on record, this could be funny. Which is, uh, my cousin is from San Francisco, and I'm pretty sure the last time I told that to you, you said, like, my condolences or something to that yeah, effect. Yeah, yep, I had definitely said that. Um, and we were having a family get-together, and he has this thing against, uh... Chicken Parmesan, which if you're from the East Coast, apparently this is a stipulation that people on the East Coast are not aware of, is that there's people outside of the East Coast who don't enjoy Chicken Parmesan or don't lust after and live for Chicken Parmesan like us normal people do. Because Chicken Parm is amazing. It's now deep-fried chicken that's not a fucking chicken finger. What more do you want? Covered in marinara sauce and Parmesan cheese, and then usually... Put over a bed of penne. It or is <laughs> shoved inside a sandwich. Or shoved inside a sandwich or on a grinder. And um, it also comes in veal if you want. Though I honestly, yeah. chickens just as, or taste just as good and it's cheaper. Yeah. Um, now said cousin really, really likes really good Mexican food, which is totally admirable and awesome. And he's from out there, and my mom was giving him shit and was like, oh, our... backing up, he just had a daughter, and they were having, like, Easter at his house so that uh, they could, you know, show off their new daughter and yeah. show off their new house, et cetera, et cetera. Like you do. Like you do. And um, my mom was teasing him, was like, do you want me to bring chicken parm? And he's like, oh, please, God, no. And uh, my mom was like, okay, what do you want me to bring? And he goes, burritos. Now, that got me to thinking. I got the chicken parm... I got the burrito. What if I were to mash them together? So we wound up with this thing that I made that was basically like little tortillas with breaded chicken that I've de that I flash fried, um, and then the whole thing was covered in marinara sauce, almost like an enchilada, and it was the biggest hit of the whole fucking party. Yeah. And my cousin wouldn't. My cousin's husband wouldn't eat it. <laughs> it's like, well, I got a good recipe. <laughs> no, it's a. I actually ordered a chicken parm sandwich at a restaurant out here once, and uh -oh, what they delivered... Sounds like doom. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like... What they delivered wasn't bad, but it wasn't what you would define as a chicken parm sandwich. I, Jeff, would you, would you take a second to explain the correct anatomy of a chicken parmesan sandwich? Uh, bread? What type bread of bread, though? Would you use, like, a roll or slices of white bread? A roll. It is something that comes very much like a large sub. Submarine, if available. Yeah, if you will, like, the best chicken parm sandwiches come from a place with a sign out front saying, We only have rolls, fucker! <laughs> Fuck your gluten allergy! They also will say that they sell the rolls individually, if you'd like. Yeah. Um, half-off pasta on Tuesdays. D these are all good signs. The rolls are I know what so it's about Tuesdays. The rolls are so much a part of chicken parmesan... That, like, they might be like, oh, our chicken parmesan is served special on garlic bread rolls or sourdough rolls. Like, it's a point of the sandwich. What I was given was a open-faced chicken parmesan sandwich on a piece of toasted white bread. And <laughs> I'm looking at this thing, and my girlfriend's looking at me, and I'm just like, 
Like, this goes on for 30 seconds of me just, like, dagger-eyeing this weird thing. <laughs> and eventually my girlfriend looks at me and goes, um, is something wrong? I'm like, I know this is legally chicken parmesan sandwich, but Anatomically. How, how do you get this so wrong? She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, first off, I expected a second piece of bread on top of it. Like, that's kind of a given when it comes to a chicken What are you going sandwich. to hold? The marinara yeah, sauce? <laughs> No, no, I'm like, is this why they gave me a fork? And I, am I supposed to cut this bullshit? Whoa, what? No, exactly. sandwiches don't come with fork and forks and knives. Like it came in subs. It came in like a takeout tin. I'm like, I, <coughs> excuse me. I, it's, I'm just looking at it with like, this is technically a chicken parmesan sandwich, but you got everything wrong. That is nightmare material. At least yeah. for an East Coaster. You got everything amazingly wrong. Like it, and it was good. Like it wasn't like I wasn't like, oh god, why did I eat this by the end of it? But it was like, it reminded me when I was in Japan and I had pizza. And what they delivered was, by the most specific definition of pizza, pizza. But it's like if some master chef had gone to an Olive Garden, and didn't speak a lot of English and was taught what Italian food was via Olive Garden, but was kind of, like, drunk or high the entire time he was there. <laughs> so he only got, like, every third word, and then went back to his home country and described what Italian food was to people. Like, you could technically make Italian food, but you wouldn't be completely accurate. Like, it's like, yes, this is technically chicken Alfredo, but I've never seen chicken Alfredo served in a sandwich before. Mm-hmm. That'd be a difficult one to eat. Yeah, it's like, it is it is the Domino's pasta bread bowl, where it's like, wait, 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 Domino's. You took a bread bowl, and you hollowed that shit out. Yeah, I'm following you so far. And you feel like a nice tomato bisque, maybe some chicken noodle. No, we put fucking, we put fucking pasta in there. Like a pasta soup? I'm trying to work. No, no, like linguine. We were thinking carb-stuffed carbs. Yeah. <laughs> and then we toasted that. So you're delivering me death. Like... <laughs> You've invented a war crime the Hague is afraid to prosecute because then they're acknowledging it exists. And the Italians will just kill themselves if they learn about this. Yep. America unveils the pasta bread bowl. All of Italy commits suicide. <laughs> They've taken our culture and ruined it. Oh, no. Oh, God, that's terrible. At least you warned me when I went out there because... Uh, you took me on an amazing culinary adventure, and the uh, one thing that I went out there looking for was I was told that the Mexican food out in L.A. was going to be fantastic. And what I wasn't aware of is that it's the taco trucks that are the fantastic thing, and the upscale burrito thing that I was looking for is a little less easy to find. Yeah, it's the shittier the place you buy the Mexican food from, the astronomically better it is. Me and my girlfriend actually found a place that's like right around the corner from me and it's so shitty they have one dollar taco tuesday oh jesus it's like we're trying to trick you into coming in here this is the best mexican food ever <laughs> if you can get past the sign you are worthy to eat the most amazing mexican food on the planet it's, it's it, as not the biggest like i understand people that grew up on this coast like crave Mexican food in the same way that my Massachusetts-born ass occasionally craves, like, pizza 
chicken or parm. ice cream when it gets below zero. Yeah, like it's like, <laughs> man, it's it's below zero out right now. I could go for some rocky road. <laughs> yep. That is a thought that passes through my brain. It's like, ah, oh, it's it's negative two. That's strawberry ice cream weather. Yep. Soft serve. Because out here, it's like, one, you probably get it in most hockey rinks, which is where we hang out. And two, it's like, well, what do you, or don't you only heat it during the summer? If we did that, we'd only eat ice cream two weeks a year. <laughs> no, and the, the funniest part of it is, I think I read somewhere once at one point in time, it may still be the case, like, Massachusetts consumes more ice cream than, like, 50% of the rest of the country combined. <laughs> It's, it's like, good to be next to Vermont. <laughs> it's like, what is wrong with you people? Everything. Don't you have, like, winter 12 months Twelve months out of the year? Yeah, we're basically Canada. <laughs> but but you eat ice cream year-round. And we get mad when the stands are closed in the winter. Pretty much. Because no all the best ice cream comes from stands. Yeah, it comes from some stands stashed by, like, strung-out high school students. Yep. The more strung out on drugs the high school students are, the better the ice cream that comes from that place is. Without mm -hmm. fail. I work with some people that are doing a triathlon, and they're like, oh, I'm going to do a triathlon. Like, oh, the predicted water temperature is 80. <laughs> and I'm just like, you understand where I come from? That's an uncomfortably hot day in the dead of summer. It's like, no, it's above 60! Pretty much. Why would you go outside? <laughs> when my family went to Italy, uh, my mom's wanted to go to Italy all of her life, and, like, right after 9-11, all the prices on airplane tickets friggin' dropped like a rock attached to another rock. So my dad attached saved up his sky rock. miles. What? Attached to a larger rock, attached <laughs> to a falling rock. Attached to a city bus that's falling. Have we violated Newton's third law, or, like... <laughs> I feel like that it's like you know it's just at terminal velocity even sitting it, on the it ground. It somehow surpasses terminal velocity. Yeah. It, it ignores uh, 9.8 meters per second per second. It it's falling its in 9.9 .9 meters per second. It's per shooting second. a chain at the ground, pulling itself faster. <laughs> yes, it has the hook shot. Yeah. And um, so my family went to Italy because flights were dirt cheap, and. Uh, we were, it was in the middle of, um, like, January, and it was, like, 65 out, and we're walking around in, like, shorts and t-shirts, and every one of the Italians are in, like, these giant fur coats, because <laughs> there are palm trees over there, and it is warm, <laughs> it is the Mediterranean. Yes, I live in California, I also know what that phenomenon is like, man, it's short Please, please explain. Please explain it to us, humble Eastern folk. Yeah. We don't know of this warm thing. So my favorite one was I had to do, I was working in Canada for something, and my coworker for that was uh, born and bred California and had never really left California. had been like, yeah, the farthest I've ever been north is like Seattle during the summer. And I'm like, okay, uh, it's like, I've, I've been on a ski mountain. It was 70. Shut up. And we're <laughs> in, we are in um, Toronto... I think it's Toronto. Maple Leaf Territory. Uh, yes. Yes. That, yes, because the people I was working with, like, he was a big football fan. I kept trying to talk to them about football. And while we were there, the Bruins kicked the shit out of the Leafs. And I showed up the next day, like, just decked out in green and, and, I'm, and I'm Black and gold. Black and gold. They're like, fuck you! And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, your team fucking sucks. And they're like, you're okay. We don't care about football, <laughs> other guy. 
I think I saw a thing recently that was like, Mars is the only planet entirely inhabited by robots, and it also has just as many Stanley Cups as the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that Mars team, pretty good. They are. Pretty good. Was it but Curiosity and Viking 2 or whatever up there? Yeah. They bet that they're a good power forward team. Not <laughs> yeah. goaltending, but power forward they got. But so he like he's like he's like shit. Oh, I can totally do the cold, whatever, whatever, whatever. We in the transition space between the plane and the airport, like that gap in the weird hose thing that comes out. Yep. He manages to put on like four jackets. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I guess I should put a hoodie on now. Yep. And he's looking at me like, aren't you going to be cold? I'm like, nah, it's only zero out. Mm-hmm. And we we've, st- we've gotten to a point in the year where, like, er- most mornings I go out and I have to scrape off my car because it is literally below freezing. So the morning dew freezes to my car, and I'm going out in just my sweatshirt yeah. and my pure New England, like, hatred for the cold and just, like, Fuck you, cold. I'm going to scrape my car off. And I'm not going to put on more layers because you made me put more layers on for months. This is my rebellious face. I, I think my dad put it best once where he's like, if I could fuck New England Weather's mom and make New England Weather watch, I would. <laughs> like, oh. that is the level of hatred people from where we both grew up have for weather. It's like the weatherman jobs, like some weird soothsayer who's like, it might not suck today. We don't believe you. That is what weather reports are in New England. It might not suck today. Yep. Not, it'll be clear. It'll be rainy. Eh, God's not angry with us as a people for a change. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it won't be lightning, hailing, and blizzarding at the same time. Not today, it won't. And your token tornadoes. I love how the Midwest is like, oh, we get tornadoes. And we're like, so do we. We just don't bitch about them. Well, they get much worse tornadoes than we do. We also get them like once a millennia. But they also are like, oh, it's so bad. We're the only ones that get them. No, no, no. You just get the most of them. It's like Florida. You should leave Florida if you don't like hurricanes. Yeah. I will say on the grand scheme of things, I will take blizzards over hurricanes earthquakes and uh tornadoes any day of the week well, you i know how i may just be i'm well adjusted to blizzards and i know what they have in store for me well you're forgetting the fact that we get hurricanes so that's kind of off that the is list. true we do get them less ra- more rarely though i do think florida like if you remember that i think it was right before katrina florida got slammed with like three hurricanes and it was right as they just started running this advertising campaign that was saying a good day in Florida is better than a ba- or a bad day in Florida is better than a good day anywhere else. It would be people like sunbathing and there was literally one cloud in the sky. And then they got slammed with three hurricanes, which I can only assume is nature's karma against their advertising campaigns. No, someone, someone actually did a study once where part of why Florida gets hit as hard as it does is the building codes are so lax. They're like, we had a hurricane that hit Florida lightly and got worse before it hit us and like no one died nothing was destroyed it was like well why didn't new england get wrecked because they get blizzards everything is just better built if you sucked less florida you wouldn't have these problems i will call florida like at the drop of a hat like if anyone's like man i'm like yeah fuck that place they have to post (laughs) signs telling you not to molest alligators that is how you know a state is 
garbage when you have to tell people not to molest an apex predator and you're also dumb enough for the government there to post literal government issued signs with the words molest on it <laughs> do not Don't molest the blank it could be eye beams it could be inanimate objects and you shouldn't have to tell people not to molest yeah, like them. someone in the government of florida should be like Shouldn't we just say, like, leave the alligators alone? Don't, don't stick your dick them. in the jello. Everyone else wants a piece first. It's like, the fact they had to go with the word molest, one of the, like, one of those words that you just hear and get uncomfortable when anyone says it, is proof of how fucked up that state is. Like, it's, it's, it's like, you obviously know the person who said it's like, well, we, we tried saying don't touch, don't annoy, don't feed, don't interact with, don't invite them into your home. We have to go with molest. Why? We need people to pay attention to this, finally. It's <laughs> not getting through. Home. <laughs> oh, that's a terrifying prospect. It's like, you know, don't... The common joke between me and my friends, if you shouldn't touch something, is always, don't stick your dick in it. They're like, don't stick your dick in the alligator mouth. <laughs> like, the fact you have to tell someone not to do that, though, on a statewide level, it's like, whatever you do... Don't try and fuck an alligator. I did some dumbass stuff growing up, and even like with all the weird warnings my parents had to give me, like, don't pour thermite on your principal's car. Don't build black powder bullets for yourself. They never were like, he's fine with apex predators. He understands apex predator. You can tell you this back to last week. He understood I can't fight five coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> I could maybe take one, probably not two. Like... It's like, no, 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 it's an alligator. Yeah, it has the advantage in the water and on bite strength. Mm -hmm. It is bigger than me, faster than me on land, allegedly, and I've seen it since bite can crack tortoises. I can crack a real big piece of ice at best. <laughs> it is obviously better at things than me. Like, being around since dinosaur times. Mm-hmm. When you've not felt the urge to evolve, but just to get smaller since the dawn of time for all purposes, you're like, it's like, well, like, could they have grown wings? Nah, that have gotten the way of being perfect already. It's like sharks. Mm -hmm. They're not evolving anymore. They're just like, we perfected it. We just have to get smaller, like phones. We, we just have need to technology. consume, we need to require less calories to operate. Yeah, it's, it's like perfecting battery technology. The goal is less energy with the same power. Yep. So alligators, we keep getting smaller over time, except for those fuckers in Africa. They're like, yeah, let's grow 20 feet long. Fuck it, let's go back to the old days. Let's <laughs> swallow a boat. <laughs> let's, let's go eat a herd of something. <laughs> Well, that's something no one ever grasps. It's like when you see pictures of the Nile, it's like, oh, look how, look how small that zebra is. No, no, that's a zebra. That thing's fucking huge. It only looks small because that alligator's like, I ate an entire SUV once. Two of them. <laughs> Shitting a muffler is very difficult. Yeah. For those curious. <laughs> it's like hippopotamuses where it's like, oh, they're not so big. That fucker can put a person in its mouth. Like, that thing is huge. Oh, hippopotamuses are colossal. Yeah. They're also responsible. I think they're the highest, like, human mortality rate in Africa. Yeah, no, no, they kill more people every year than alligators do. Because people are like, I can totally cross this river with, with hippopotamuses in it. No, you can't, fucker. No, they fucking, like, wreck boats and stuff. Like, they're yeah. the most dangerous fucking things. 
No, it's kind of like I was, um, I'm not sure, I was in Singapore at the Night Zoo. Which, if you're ever in Singapore, go to the Night Zoo if you want nightmare fuel of the most high quality. Like, <laughs> if you think apex predators are scary during the day where they're lazy, go to the, go to a zoo at night where they're at there when they're supposed to be hanging out and they're like, oh, I could eat five people right now. Too bad there's a fence in the way. Mm-hmm. But so, I didn't realize how big a hyena was till I'm in Singapore at the night zoo. And it was at that moment I realized hyenas are like four feet tall. Mm-hmm. And it's at that point you have, oh, shit. Yep. Like, everything suddenly scales in your brain and you're like, oh, lions are like 12 feet long. Got it. Yep. Lions, also not small. Yeah. They're single paw. Pretty much your entire head. <laughs> I think we get a lot of scale from cartoons and stuff, and lions just aren't Simba-sized. No, you you see pictures of people, like, putting their entire upper torso in a lion's mouth. They're like, ah, it's just a really small dude. No, that's a normal-sized lion. Maybe a small-sized lion. Like, mm -hmm. Most pictures that you're used to of these things are just from, you know, 500 yards of away in a cage. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, oh, it takes down elephants. Yeah, I guess, whatever. No, no, think about that sentence. It takes down elephants! Elephants are no pushover, and yeah. most creatures understand height, if nothing else. How does a, how does a hyena take down elephants? Well, they travel in packs of 20, and they're four feet tall, actually. What? Collectively, that's, what, 80 feet tall? Yeah, they, they just stack themselves yes. into a giant hyena. They're like a giant fish school, except dogs. No, no, like one alpha jumps into the air, and the other one's like Voltron around it into a giant <laughs> laughing hyena face that like floats around anime like anime boss style or something. Oh my god, that would that would be worth seeing. It telegraphs the attacks by laughing maniacally, then charging you with its jaws open. There's giant windups, and it screams the name of the attack before it uses it. Yeah, pretty much. Giant hyena death ball. I don't even know what that looks like! I, I, I picture just like a, a giant ball of hyenas laughing as it rolls towards you in slow motion. But I was thinking some ball and chain from. shit swings it around. As we've frequently discussed, the chain is the most dangerous weapon known the to man. The chain is obviously the most dangerous weapon. <laughs> it's just indisputable. Oh, he's got a sword, whatever. Why does he have ten feet of chain? You know, he could use that to wrap up the sword and then hit me with the rest of the chain. Yep. I'm liking my odds a lot less against chain guy. Wait, he can he can block a sword and whip people with that weapon? Yeah. Why didn't everyone use chain? <laughs> How do we stop the chain? How do we stop the sword? We're gonna build you a suit of armor out of tiny chains. <laughs> How do I stop the chain weapon? You can't! Did I tell you of my mom's amazing uh, vacation she's going on with my sister? No. She's taking a tour of the concentration camps. Oh, no. Is this for an art project or something? No, or this is this is... just supposed to be a sunny, happy-go-lucky mother-daughter bonding? This is some Jewish thing where my mom announced she was going to take a tour of all the Eastern Europe concentration camps because that's what my mom does when she's not feeling Jewish enough apparently and my sister being my sister was like yeah I'll totally go and my dad's like texting me 
I need to find some way of not going to this. I will shoot myself if I. It's like, like picture a picture a week long vacation where every location you go to is technically a worse place than the last. Not in like a they poison you there, but in like and here's where millions of Jews were killed. Next day, here's where even more Jews were killed. Next day, this is where we processed the Jews that were killed. They weren't killed here. Oh, wait, spoilers. Yes, some were. What about here? This is the, gra this is the mass grave where they dumped all the Jews after they killed them. This is the most depressing thing I have ever heard of. Yeah! Oh, my God. Normally, you're the dark and dreary one. They just went up to you. Yeah, no, my, my my dad's refusing to go. My mom's like, you'd go for this important, you'd go because it's important. He's like, it's important to you. I understand that. I don't want to hang myself. Yeah. No, there's no way of feeling good after that one. You're supposed to feel better and like perked up and ready to deal with the rest of the year after vacation. What did you do? What did you do, Mr. Ammerman? Oh, I just drank the entire fucking time. Yeah. Why? Well, after three concentration camps, your will to live goes. Yeah, no, that... Ugh, no. So initially, he tried getting me to go by lying about it. <laughs> okay, that's your dad. He's like, hey, I'm a, so uh, we're, we're thinking about going to some Eastern European countries over the summer, like maybe June or something. Um, would you be interested in that? And I'm like, why? Well, you know, your mom, we've seen a lot of other places, but we've never been to Eastern Europe. Why? <laughs> well, I'm, uh, it's a Jewish thing. Uh, my mom's going to all the concentration camps, finally, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she is. I'm sorry I tried to trick you into going to all the concentration camps. Will there be anything else? No. We found the most Jewish tour guide group ever that only does the concentration camps, and you travel by concentration camp train from camp to camp. <laughs> oh, my God. And they make you eat concentration camp food. And you have to be Jewish to go on it, so you couldn't bring your girlfriend even. And I'm just like, I kind of want to go because there's going to be some metal band there following this group being like, this is the most brutal thing ever. We have to make this our concept album. Well, so you heard about the um, number one band in North Korea for a while was this totally not a neo-Nazi uh, German industrial band that, spoilers, is totally neo-Nazis. Oh, wow. Like, and the Ger best thing is... <laughs> Normally we're supposed to protect our German industrial bands and be like, whoa, slow down, guys, they're not Nazis, we swear. No, like, the best part was, like, an interview with them, they were trying to, like, so how do you feel being linked with North Korea? Well, uh, we, we were, were, initially we were a little shocked, given that they were um, Asian. We don't support the impurity of Asian races. Whoa! But they hate the Jews as much as we do. Whoa! And we believe, as the New Reich, we have to help our friends that will help us. Back in Adolf, back in Adolf and times, Hitler sided with the Japanese. I suppose we can side with the North Koreans. I'm like watching this interview, going. You're oh. redefining the low of humanity. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Germany, I thought we were cool, but we're not still. You let this happen. 
The so, honest truth about modern day Germany is if they were aware of those guys, they would like silence the shit out of them. So that's the best part. It's like they're a German band and they're I was watching like I'm like They're I hiding have, in North Korea at this point yeah, from like, the Germans. I have, <laughs> look, I'm, I have to go look at some of their music now. I have to hear it. I'm listening to it. It's like Wow This is even Hitler would go, this is going too far. Oh god. Some things the world just doesn't need. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like that Greek um, nationalist party that, like, we're not Nazis. You look at their logo, their colors are black, red, and white, with a technically not a swastika for a symbol, and you're like, the fact an eagle is holding it only makes it worse. And then they have, like, their suggested listening. I think I saw that episode of Vice. Yeah. Is that where you saw us? Yeah. Yep. They have all the Swedish black metal, or white supremacist Swedish black metal, a horrible genre that needs to fucking die. Yep. You are <laughs> the reason us regular metal listeners can't get a good name for ourselves. I hope you all burn a church down with yourselves in it. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I'm, I'm watching this like, I'm like I think like the day before me and my girlfriend had the weird conversation about like, it was back when, like, crazy stuff was going on with the Confederate flag, and I'm like, eh, mm -hmm. I'm like, as someone who didn't grow up super Jewish, but Jewish enough, like, I, I'm i okay with, like, Nazis and video games and shit like that, because they're never positively portrayed. And, God, like, no. The next day, I'm watching this thing, and I'm like, nope, not okay with Nazis! <laughs> nope. I can't play World War II games anymore. Nope, a line's been crossed somewhere! And, like, the best part is, again, they're like, we're not Nazis. Hell! <laughs> yeah, just because you say it yes, doesn't make it true. You swap the salute from the right hand to the left hand. That was a good start, but you're still Sig Heiling. <laughs> I don't know who you honestly think that you're fooling. Yeah, no, we bend the arm. What, you mean you bend it after it's been extended straight forward? And Why do you need to do seconds? something in the first place? Like... The, I, there is no quote in my life that's like, oh, you know, I just need some really, really salutatory hand gesture to greet friends with. You know, As someone it's who friendly. has one, it's, I've worked hard. It's like, okay, it's like, what can this look like? Not the Nazi salute. Well, so we've also covered my brief foray into the porn market of um, L.A. between gigs, right? No. Uh, so um, I got some rigging gigs the first couple years I was living out here where... They paid in cash on the spot, and I never saw any of the shooting, but it was like, show up at this very specific house or warehouse, erect the safety um, harness systems for it or whatever, and then leave, and then get paid in your smut money later. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. Now, there was one time I came back early, it was like, there's a lot of hoes around here right now. Oh, crap, I work in the porn industry, don't I? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Whoops. How did life go so wrong? Here's $500. Eh. <laughs> now you know exactly how the, the sluts feel. There's a lot of hoes around here. What if I wandered into? It's not a rap video. <laughs> I've watched oh a couple rap videos out here. Rap videos. Occasionally more degrading than the set of a porn shoot. That I can believe. A lot less safe, too, oddly enough. Also believable. You have to understand, my girlfriend and I have been together long enough that, like, she understands not just me, but my family's, like, attitude on life. 
It's and like, aw, she's done being surprised. No, so, and something happened the other day where, I'm not sure what we were talking about, but she looked at me and said, an Ammerman has never died with regrets, have they? And I go, no, no one in my family has ever died with a single regret. Because it's like, eh, it's like, like, no, no, no. We had one member die with regrets, and it was, I didn't kill enough Nazis. <laughs> he was a Nazi turncoat, and his one regret was, I didn't kill enough of my countrymen for being Nazis. Like, that's that's my family's version of a regret. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we, we, we subscribe to the old Viking folktale of the um, war, of the greatest warrior ever who goes, like, who like, becomes the greatest warrior and then climbs a mountain and throws himself off. Because he's like, I now want to fight death in my prime, and fights death for so long and so thoroughly that no one dies for five years. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, <laughs> that's my family. Nice. You won't, you won't take me, death. I'll take you. <laughs> my aunt's been doing my family's lineage. And basically what she's discovered is we come from a long line of people who are not heroes. Which I guess is the secret to having a long lineage. It's like, yeah, I guess that would make sense. <laughs> a lot of you didn't die for your country. Yeah, that's how we got here. <laughs> no, it's it's the flip side of my family. It's like, your grandfather used to choke out Nazis when Russia was partially occupied by Germans. Good times. It's like, wait, 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 wait. Can we go back to the fact that my great-grandfather's hobby was choking out Nazis? <laughs> How was work? It was fine. How was Nazi choking? Got six. <laughs> Damn, I hate being Jewish. Damn, I love being Jewish. The world's a better place. <laughs> the exposure I've had to the box once has been either courtesy of the Vape Life videos or from, like, co-workers that that was the first one they bought when they were getting into vaping. And I'm like, oh, did you smoke beforehand? No. That's... There's so you're a fucking moron? <laughs> oh, I'll call him out right now. Uh, Jim, Dr. Jim, for those who with the YouTube channel, there was one he really, came over Jim. with an e-cigarette, and I'm like, since when do you smoke? He goes, oh, my girlfriend bought for me. They're super cool and trendy right now. And I'm like, A, you're a doctor. B, have you done the research on the potential popcorn lung situation? What's popcorn lung? Whips out his phone starts Googling it. Oh, God damn it, Charlie. I'm like, did I just ruin a thing you shouldn't be doing for you? <laughs> you fucking moron. Like, to this day, if me and Jen are, like, bored, I'll go, remember that time Jim tried smoking because it was cool? And we'll both just crack <laughs> up. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people got into smoking because it was cool. Not at the age of 30. But not to the degree of this. So maybe that's the major difference. The Vape Life videos are produced, and someone's obviously putting effort in. The wrong effort, but effort nonetheless. Like, it's, it's the effort of an idiot moron. The 40 Life videos just don't give a fuck. That you're watching, <laughs> they know you're watching, they don't care beyond that. Quality of product? I'm drinking a 40, motherfucker. Obviously, <laughs> I do not give a shit. 
the difference is they weren't drunk when they were editing it, and that's just the the huge quality loss between a vapor video and a forty video. I have watched forty videos that have gone on for two hours after the dude threw the forty at the, at the camera, knocked it over, and it just kind of lay there for a period of time as he kind of like passed out in his chair. Eventually, woke up and went, "Ah, shit! Someone knocked over my camera." Walked over and then turned <laughs> it off. <laughs> Oh, man. I was about to ask you, or you need to wonder how long that camera was off before he noticed, but evidently I now have a numerical answer. Uh, one of my friends, his uncle designs clothing for, like, I don't know specifically because I didn't get any of the kinds of details like that, but kind of like, you know, the type of stuff you'd find at Hot Topic um, in the, uh, for spicing up the bedroom section. Sure. He designs that kind of stuff, and he is always continuously surrounded by the most gorgeous women on the planet without morals. <laughs> is the company called Something of Hollywood? I'm forgetting the first word. Uh, the company you were specifically mentioning I know is Frederick of Hollywood. That's the one I'm thinking of. Um, I have no... I. If I, I, I wouldn't, I have no idea what the actual answer is. <laughs> the funny thing you mentioned about that company and why I know them... Is because I remember being in a mall at one point, and it was one of those like weird scenarios. Like I was getting picked up, and it was like a meeting point or something. So I was stuck in a mall, just like dicking around. And there was a. It was during like December, and there was one of those like sit on Santa Claus's lap display things across <laughs> the hall from a, a straight across from a Frederick of Hollywood. <laughs> I just imagine the kid sit on Santa's lap. It points across and goes, "I want that for Christmas." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so does Santa. So does Santa, yeah. I'm not sure it on Santa's lap in that situation, but who knows? <laughs> Pretty much. My, my very weird religious belief is that kind of the heavens, if you will, are some bureaucratic nightmare. And there's like, instead of there being it's run one by god... Vogons. What? It's run by Vogons. Basically, but instead of there being, like, one god, there's just, like, an almost infinite number, and it's, like, it's all middle management bullshit, and there's, like, the god of telemarketing. Then you also have overlapping ones, where it's like, hey, there have been, like, nine gods of this specific, specific wood. Which one is in charge of it right now? Well, which one has the most followers currently? That one's in On charge. Twitter. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you're not totally wrong. Like, who, like, uh, like... Which one has the most uh, worshippers? Well, this one has nine, and this one has ten. Like, these are, like, forgotten-ass gods, and <laughs> they've got this whole, like, trying... Startup gods. Basically, no, not, they, they've, they've been around. Like, they, they've, they've had their time, and they're now, like, trying to find new ways to be relevant in the modern age. But so you new, new marketing. They're getting a y newer, younger uh, PR team trying to market to millennials. Basically, yeah. But you have a couple gods, like the old war gods, the ones that were like, like the ones where it's like the god of famine, fertility, and lightning. The ones that were like, yeah, I'm a really confusing god because the culture that invented me did not understand shit. They're all in, like, yep. some job placement seminar constantly, and occasionally <laughs> some guy walks in and goes, You, Kordakai, come with us! We have a thing for you! And it's like, like whenever like something big happens, they occasionally like, draft a guy from that room who might be relevant to it, and in my case, they're like, Oh, God, we got this fucking trickster-ass war rage 
god who's Loki. Uh, it's, no, it's, it's not good Loki. Like Loki's just a mischief god. This is like the god of mischief, chaos, and then like the sun. Why mm. would you make him in charge of the sun as well? Hmm. I don't know. Have you seen hydrogen in action? I, you, you raise my point. So it's like he gets called into an office. It's like okay, um, you have fucked up being a deity for a lot of things. You have wiped <laughs> out like. Nine civilizations. Son, we are disappointed in you. Basically, it's like, we can't fire you because you're under contract still and because, well, you're a god, but um, we've decided to assign you specifically to one mortal. You can get no more followers. If you can handle Charlie, maybe <laughs> we'll think about opening it up. Maybe we'll let you get in charge of something minor, like... A toxic runoff waste or something like that, like like a, a, a blighted field, and you can maybe rebuild, you can repair your your portfolio from there. But right now, let's see if you can handle just one goddamn mortal. And this joke became because occasionally shit will just happen in my life where it's like. This doesn't actually happen. This is some, like, pissed-off deity being like, DO MY BIDDING, AVATAR! DO IT! Like when we dropped a staircase on you? Yes! That is how... <laughs> Moments like that, like the time that I was driving out here, and I got to see a Ferrari wedged up underneath a pickup truck. It was, like, perfectly lit. Like, there's just kind of moments where, like... It's obviously something is making... Natural make spotlighting. Yeah, no, it's it's moments that are obviously made for, like, anyone can enjoy this, but they're so weirdly tailored to my taste in, like, madness and insanity. It's like, no, no, this is specifically for you, fucker. Take note and believe in me. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of, like, okay, so we've been looking at your portfolio as the Lord of Chaos, the Sun, and uh, Overall Destruction... And we've been finding that we're having trouble marketing that because you see, there's so many people out there. It's a saturated market. So you know, you know what doesn't have a lot of followers? VCR repair. Now, 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 hold on. Before you say no, I want now. Just, let, just let me do my full pitch. I, I think I can bring you around on the idea. Chaos and VCRs. They're not that far apart. Repairing them. Rain in the chaos. And then, you know, the whole They're sun thing, chaotic. I mean, electricity comes somewhere, and we can really build your portfolio, and I think we can really market you to a larger demographic. No, and th that's the thing. Like, occasionally, if, if you fucked up so many times where it's like, dude, you were the god of a puddle. A puddle! And you still killed, like, nine people with that puddle somehow. <laughs> We need Dangerous to, ass puddle. <laughs> we need to assign you to a very specific person. But yeah, so the joke is occasionally shit will happen where I will kind of tilt my head sideways, look up and go, got you, pagan god. And Jen initially <laughs> thought I was just crazy with these jokes. And then, like, she started witnessing the weird bullshit I equate to the system. And she's like, no, you, you totally have some, like, pissed off god who's still sulking he doesn't get sacrificed it's like some old Aztecian bullshit where it's like I used to be something they used to throw virgins off mountains for me <laughs> and now I babysit this one infant all it does is shit all day yes exactly oh <laughs> stairs were covered in blood in my name now it's just crying a lot yes he asked oh. me for the dumbest shit. 
It's like it's the sl it's the slow decline into like mediocrity and the redistribution of the shittier things to be a god about. Yeah. Oh, uh, that that is a wonderful visual of like the the god relocation program. <laughs> well, think about some of the bullshit I've survived, like walked away from surprisingly unscathed that should have been like, nope, you should have been dead. Like the time you dropped some stairs on me. Hey, don't, that wasn't me who not did you that. you specifically. The time stairs got dropped on me. The time, I said we, but I was not anywhere yes. near said stairs. <laughs> I, I had an entire staircase dropped on me once. Like, that should have killed me. I shrugged it off and threw it. Like, that. those are the moments I'm talking about where my god is like, No, my avatar, you will live. <laughs> but what if I live? Live to hate another day. Behold my gift. Your, your gift is hatred? My gift is hatred. Feed on it. Grow strong. Blight the sun. <laughs> that I am now mad at because I was once god of it. No, then a puddle. <laughs> you're getting the point. Like it's, it's, it's this pissed off, like, I used to be someone. Shut up, Jerry. So what I'm supposed to be taken away from this is that you're personally being washed over by the god of Ferraris who took out his anger at no longer being the god of Ferraris by shoving one under a pickup truck No, no, for no, you. no, he has, like, he, he obviously is some, like, disruptive deity who communicates with me via acts of random stuff like that. Like, the number of <laughs> midgets... Random stuff. The number of midgets I encounter in life, like, doing badass things, is what led me to believe in a higher power of this nature, where it's like, no, 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 most people encounter, like, maybe ten midgets in their life. I've had to fight midgets on multiple occasions. A bunch of my friends, when we went to see Disturbed, got, uh, there was a midget there who was riding around on the, uh... So this guy had, like, snake bite, uh piercings and stuff the dude was a total badass he is a herald he, for my deity probably and he was riding around on like he had some friend who was just this like massive like six foot four 250 pound dude who was just like chilling or he was just riding around on this guy's shoulders the entire concert it was fucking hilarious those oh, are the, good times. the those are the works of my pagan god in our mortal plane but imagine if that kind of shit happened Every time you went to a concert where it's like, it's a place of enough chaos, he can feed his will into the world and make awesome shit happen. Mm -hmm. It's like, ha, Charlie's losing faith in me right now. Send him something bitching. <laughs> Catch his eye real quick. What do we send him? I, I don't know, like, let's make a semi-truck T-bone, another semi-truck, and go flying in through the air and hit a helicopter. Yes! <laughs> And let's make him there for it, too. Excellent. Just live for your die hard. I you saw that, that once! You hit that helicopter with a car. I was out of bullets. <laughs> My pagan god was behind that movie. <laughs> I enjoyed that movie. Maybe he's been allowed to take on some other disciples or wards <laughs> or whatever. He's been, he's been having a short stint into Hollywood. <laughs>